You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Your mother was a hamster, and your father snake of elderberry! I am your father. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13 of Sharp Angles. I'm one of your hosts, Rich. I'm here with... Danae. I'm Jeanette. And we're here talking about some Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, Part 1, as we're breaking these up. Uh, Please forgive the um, hissing or machine sounds in the background. We have relocated for this episode to a slightly more comfortable place for recording and... Uh, our microphones are picking up other house sounds, so because yeah. I can't get out of the yoga bow anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. So that, those those things those things happen when uh, you know, when you when you when you're having trouble. Uh, but um, but anyway, so I guess uh, which which um which which format did we like? No, I mean, we like the free for all. We like the free for all, just. Pick stuff apart, do whatever. Yeah. All right, cool. So I, I guess... I think probably before we begin this episode altogether, um, Danae and I should solemnly pledge not to giggle like little third graders over bad words. <laughs> over bad words? <laughs> like, hello, Bickus. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. We, we promise that we will actually have a sign-off this time instead of Rich having to sign off for us. <laughs> All right, all right. That's that's also. That's I also a thing promise that nothing. That's also that's also a thing that happens. <laughs> this is so. entertainment, folks. Entertainment. That's you get better than this. That's right. That's right. Right, Bickus. <laughs> nice. So, um, so anyway, so all right. So let's get into it with, um, with, uh, I guess. I don't even know how to begin, because... So let's begin with episodes one through three-ish of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. And thoughts on those, because I will reserve commentary to the end, because I happily tell the story of how Danae almost did not watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., except teaser, spoiler, everything is a competition. So... (laughs) So, Jeanette... Help us out here. You started watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. sort of on a dare by us. Wait, was it on a dare? Because you, you guys said that it was horrible and stupid and no. not watching. I said it was horrible and stupid and not to watch it. And Rich dared you to. Because he goes, it's really not that bad. Because he's rich and that's what he says about things. Okay, is that what happened? Yeah. I couldn't quite remember. I knew that you hated it and I ended up watching Terrible. it every time. And... And I loved the first episode. I loved it. I thought it was awesome. I loved the characters. I loved the witty banter. I, I loved how it it gave you the front story after Captain America 2. I loved the Marvel references to the rest of the, the cinematic universe. Um, I, I was enthralled with it from the first second, I swear. I was like, oh my word, this is my show. This is my show. Wow. I have the new show! 
So I was a happy little camper and completely and totally surprised that Danae did not like it. All right. Well, <clears throat> me jumping in, um, I watched the first episode, and to be honest, I when I watched the first episode, <clears throat> I'd heard people say, hey, man, you know, because I didn't watch from, from episode one. In fact, I almost skipped out on the entire first season until I found out that towards the end of season one, it started playing into Captain America 2 Winter Soldier. So, <clears throat> so I was intrigued at that point because I was really interested in seeing that movie. I'm like, all right, fine, maybe I'll catch up. <clears throat> I watched the first the first episode and it was it was like all right so here's here's my here's my analogy it was like really wanting that 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 awesome lego set and then being given mega blocks <laughs> which happened by the way folks ouch yeah which, which, which it actually did happen to me um, that's painful a, i understand a, a, a lot as a as a child but that was actually until um, Legos really became like a thing for learning, and then I got Legos all the time, which was great. I really loved, really loved that part. But like the first couple of years, it was like, oh man, I want all these Lego sets, and it's like, here's your Mega Box kid. Like, oh. So anyway, no, no offense to gift givers that may or may not listen to this podcast. I totally no, love everything. Mega Box just does not, it, it does not stack up to Lego. No, yeah, they they fill apart all the time. You know, yeah. It's weird. Anyway, so. <clears throat> Needless to say, when I when I was watching, I was like, "Oh, this is Marvel. It's going to have super high production value. It's going to be awesome." And then I watched it. I was like, "Oh, it's still a TV show." So there's still like those TV camp kind of things. It was cool to see Coulson on screen, you know, because of course, um, <clears throat> up until then, um, if you were watching right from the beginning, you would have assumed, "Well, wait, is this a prequel? Because isn't he dead?" You know, like I'm pretty sure he died. You know, and then, you know, of course, it's explained, like, no, he didn't die, like, there was some super fake out, and Nick Fury's, like, some weird magician, and, you know, like, but he's breathing, so it's fine, and, you know, there's all these new people, and they're cool, but they were very, like, archetypal, like, cliches of comic book characters, is really, where, really how I saw it as a fan, and I was like, you know what, I could be down with that, as long as they, you know, they don't lay it on too thick with the camp, um, I think I'm gonna be okay. And I watched the first episode, and it was pretty cool. And that the Mike Peterson character, like the bad guy who wasn't really a bad guy, he was just kind of like lost. Um, I was like, okay, all right, I can see them threading in this guy in the story, and you know, having some cool moments with him. I'm like, all right, I can, I can look into, you know, I could look forward to this. And then the second episode kind of hit me like a ton of bricks. I watched the second episode, and I was like, ooh, where is the show going? Um, I don't know if I really like the place that this is going to, because it was like the the whole um, the whole opening for the second episode was incredibly campy, and it was like in like just like it just oozed um, like B movie acting all over the place, and I'm like, all right, I'm still down with it, but I'm ah I just don't know. And, you know, the third episode started getting a little better. And I think what was, what was happening, and I, I keep saying this, and I'll say this every time I talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I don't think they knew where they were going. I don't think the writing team knew where they were going. I don't think the producers knew where they were going. I don't think anyone knew what Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was until someone else 
up in the war room over in, in the Marvel Studios for the, for the movie, sat down with somebody and said, hey, we got this movie, and it's, you know, we're doing these things with it. So if you want to go run with this kind of story, just make it sure that you know at the end of your season, at the end of the whole show, because we never know if this is not going to go past season one, um, whatever, just make sure that your story wraps up before the movie because um, your, your season's going to end before the movie comes out. Just make sure your, 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 uh, your story kind of lines up with these story beats that are going to be in the next movie. And I think that meeting happened somewhere right after they got their full season order from ABC. And then they ran with that, that, that you know, story arc and then completely crushed, spoiler alert, completely crushed the last half of season one. Because, because it was like, like out of the park, out of the park, geek fandom, mind explosions everywhere. Because, <laughs> because everything that like I, I was like looking for, um, including crazy surprises and like awesome moments and like cool story beats and like production values that were really at that point start starting to be quite shocking for television, all happened post the the what we're talking about in this episode. So. Spoiler alerts about how I feel about the next the next episode we record. I'm feeling pretty high about it. Is it show going into to the second episode? But now, you know, it's like it took a long time to get going, but I I really kind of you know like in the end, um, you know, I was really looking forward to where they were going with it um, because um, <clears throat> by episode four, they start they start threading in characters that that pull deeper story out of, you know, motivations to Coulson's character and what's going on and, you know, why he's really not dead, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, and, and then, of course, you got this, like, you know, Project Centipede thing going on and, like, evil shadowy, shadowy organizations doing weird things in the background. So it's not just S.H.I.E.L.D., there's actually, like, a, a big, giant like organization that's doing evil in the in the background and of course they need to be stopped and all that stuff um and you've got some some other cool characters like sky who is like you know the the rough and tumble hacker um rebel that winds up kind of being brought onto shield as like a consultant and maybe just maybe if she could like keep it together maybe she's going to become a part of the team and you know, and um, and be a, be a, like a really cool force, um, and uh, you know maybe there's even something more because she has a mysterious background and nobody knows about it and blah blah blah. More spoilers for later. Um, you know, it's it's kind of it's kind of cool, um, but yeah, I mean that's I rode the roller coaster with the first couple episodes, and I will say this, I will say this, if it was just rating on the first four episodes of this show. If it wasn't for the fact that episode four ended with such a cool hook that made me watch episode five, I would have put the show down and walked away. And see, I have to say that my rating of, I swear I would give this like a 4.75 or even a five for the first half. But I, I really was hooked from the very first second and I stayed hooked the whole entire way. But my good opinion of episodes two through, through four mm-hmm. may very well have been because your opinion, Rich, and Danae's opinion especially, was so absolutely 
negative. Right. That that I I had absolutely no expectation. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be kind of interesting, maybe as a personal experiment, to go back and take in those 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 four episodes again, maybe one day, just to see how how I feel now, knowing all the things that I know about the show, to see if I feel anything different. I don't think it's going to change, but you know, that, that might be that might be interesting to look, and it's kind of weird because we had such a you know like a a, a low a low tone low color opinion of of those episodes that it wind up being so positive for you when you watched yeah. it so yeah. you know we, we've seen that happen you know in, in other in other sharp angles uh kind of things of course you know going into another infamous device of opinion um going into guardians of the galaxy i was so high on it i was like you know it's this generation star wars is the greatest thing ever and then you watched it and you were like ripped it apart so well well i had already watched it so yeah, yeah. So, um, however, I do have to say, Rich, I 100% agree with you about how the writers didn't really know where they were going in mm-hmm. the first several episodes because they threw in a lot of different angles. Yeah. That if they had been a little more um, organized, mm-hmm. they they could have cut down those storylines by half and still had a very well uh, well working season. Yeah. Now, here's, here's an interesting fact. Here's an interesting factoid. Episodes 1, 2, and 3. All written by the Whedon brothers. Yeah, I didn't know that Josh Whedon had a brother. Yeah. Is he as evil? Uh, I don't think he's as evil. Okay. But, you know, he, he definitely liked playing around. But it was, it, was kind of, it was kind of weird, though, like, to see that, to see that happening. Um, and, you know, you, you don't see a return... Um, of any one of them until later on in the season, and then it's Jed and, and not uh, and not Joss. I mean, obviously, because Joss is too busy at this point being behind the camera of what is pre-production on Avengers Two and making friends at Disney. Yes, yes, <laughs> yeah. Their names are Jed and Josh. Jed Joss. and Joss. Yep, those poor boys. Yes, they must have gotten beat up a lot as children. <laughs> Maybe that's why they're so mean. Could be. I don't know. It's a possibility. Suffer because they suffer so much as children. So are we ready for why Danae almost never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So I go away just about, not quite anymore, but just about every other week, uh, just about every other month to visit the beautiful, wonderful, and amazing Jeanette. And likewise, she comes up to visit us just about every other month, with the exception of these past three months, which have sucked. And will continue to suck until after Christmas. So I arrive home from the three-plus-hour drive from Baltimore to New Jersey, where, incidentally, Jeanette resides. And I plot my stuff down, and I put my feet up on the couch. And... I say to Rich, what are you watching? He says, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I'm like, how is it? And he's like, eh. I'm like, all right. And I proceed to watch the second episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So I hadn't seen season uh, episode one. I had only started with episode two, season one. And it is the biggest shit show of an episode I have ever seen. <laughs> 
ending in in a moment where Sky unfurls a life raft in order to stop the hole in the plane from sucking everybody out into the vortex of the sky. You know, I I just have to interrupt real quick and ask why you have such a derisive tone about such such. Okay, I give up. <laughs> <laughs> and Tahiti is a magical place. Um, <laughs> okay, yes, that was absolutely pathetic. I agree. It was, from beginning to end, possibly the worst written TV show I've ever seen. And I went, what the hell is this? I'm never watching this again. So, come a year and a half, two years later, and we're doing this podcast, and uh, and... Jeanette starts watching it and goes, ah! and I'm like, really? Because Cause it, it really was terrible. Are you sure you are not smoking anything? And if you are, why aren't you sharing? <laughs> <laughs> and so then I felt compelled because, quite frankly, everything is a competition. So I felt compelled to watch it. And episode one wasn't that bad. And then I watched episode two and I went, this is a shit show, which at least my opinion didn't change. And then episode three wasn't so bad. And I went, well, that's what you get for coming in on episode two of a series. I can understand True. how True. there might be some people who swore, swore it off after watching episode two, especially if they just came in on episode two. And I was like, all right. And then it started to get really good and I really liked it and I thought wow this isn't so bad except for that second episode in which who decided that was a good idea because it wouldn't have been me because let's face it folks that life raft would never have worked and that's just one of the many things that I can find that are wrong with that episode but that one stands out because how can you forget somebody unfurling a life raft in order to stop the, the pressure from the sky sucking you out, you just well, can't. The truth is, is that all of them should have been sucked out, like, within the first uh, five seconds. Absolutely. Yeah. However, if you're going to find a way to not get sucked out of a plane, unfurling the exact shape life raft to the shape that was blown... No, 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 now you're being unfair and, and inaccurate today. It was actually about twice as big. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly more probable. Uh, clearly. <laughs> as it flapped gently in the breeze. Yep. As everybody rated themselves. Yeah, because that made it more realistic. Yeah, terrible. Terrible, terrible. I am ashamed of the Whedon brothers. That never should have happened. What the hell? That's what I got for you. Okay, um, however, however, in that episode's defense, because... Again, I mean, I watched it and I was like, well, that's not very realistic. That's not all that great of a plot line, blah, blah, blah. But I still enjoyed myself thoroughly. No, it was awful. So, so in defense of that episode, I have to say there's plenty of unrealistic stuff, like over-the-top unrealistic stuff that happens during the actual movies also. All right, yeah, Nobody unfurls a life raft <laughs> to stop a hole in the plane. I would find it more realistic if Cap and his shield prevented everybody from getting sucked out. And he's not as big as that hole! 
Okay, I think this is the point where we have to ask you to share your honest opinion. Hold back. <laughs> I mean, I could see the Hulk bunching himself up and stopping it. Come on! But a life raft? Come uh, on, son. It's, it's situated under your seat, just for the record. <laughs> and I will be sure to use that tactic if ever there is a hole blown in the side of my plane. There you go. Let me unfurl my life raft that's underneath my seat to stop the hole from sucking me out into the vortex. Now, now here, here's the thing. If we are ever in that position and you do that, and it works. Uh, I will retract then, then my statement. It. I will publicly retract my statement. But I find it as improbable and as badly acted as Thor. So. Well, and as I remember, the whole entire reason now, I am a little bit fuzzy about, like, the midsection of that episode. I remember the beginning very vividly and the end. Mm -hmm. Um, But as I remember, the whole entire reason there was a hole blown in the plane was rather unrealistic also. Like, they should have known better. They... Somebody shot something that they... I don't remember. There were they, they put people... They put the bad guys on the plane. Right. They were stupid. The whole thing... Coulson was stupid. He got distracted by boobs. And... Is that what happened? Kinda, yeah. Oh. Dude, not me. No, because it was his old flame that showed up at the... Yeah, Ryan Cam- temp- Camilla, Camilla Ray's, yeah. Temple, uh, yeah. and she, like... She was like, hey... And she was in a really tight, like, skinny tee... She was yep. like, hey, look at my boobs. You're and he was like, boobs. I like yeah. boobs. Yes. And then I they were going to, like, do the nasty in the um, in the captain's cabin or whatever. And then he realized that she was bad. And then he, like, handcuffed her or something or something. Yeah, but know. the fight scenes were completely unrealistic. Like, I didn't believe any of them. And the bad guys should have lost those fights. And instead, they overpowered Colson's team. And, you know, then... Terrible. It was such accidentally a t- or not accidentally blow up the plane. I think it was on purpose. It was yeah. totally on purpose. But then they, of course, get caught in the aftermath and blah blah blah. Chirp chirp beep beep. It was yeah. awful. The whole and I don't remember exactly why the bad guys were on the plane in the first place or what the motivation was to be. They invited them on because um, because the oh gosh the gorillas were chasing them. Um, down on land, and the only place they could all hide was on the bus. That's what happened. Right. Stupidness. <laughs> That's what I call it. Stupidness. People being stupid. <clears throat> yeah, and and then I guess um, I guess the reason that they were doing that was like, oh yeah, you guys are still friendly, so come on over here, and then yeah. It was really, I think they had something to do with the gorillas all along. <clears throat> so. Yeah, I don't remember that part. Yeah, I think they were. I think they were working for the nationalists or whatever they were. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You but. know what? Okay, I I know what we really need to ask today. We need to ask her what she thinks about Agent Grant Ward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> That'll get the conversation flowing. <laughs> Yeah, so so um so what do you think at this point of of the of the the team? <laughs> what about them? Well, which, which characters do you particularly have strong feelings about today? <laughs> Douche face. Douche face. 
Who's you douche mean face? him? <laughs> Who's Doucheface? I don't know his actual name, actually. Grant Ward. Um, is that his name? His name is Doucheface. <laughs> his name is Doucheface. <laughs> Alright, cool. He's got such a douchey face. Come on. And you know, like, he's clearly no good. Because he's got a douchey face. <laughs> but he's got the pretty boy douche face. Yeah, makes him even more untrustworthy. That means that means he's all right, right? No, no, no. It makes oh. him untrustworthy. He's that, bad for doesn't business. It, doesn't it mean like, hey, I'm gonna hang out? So, and then full disclosure here, folks. I'm not through the all of season one, so I have some catching up to do. However, Danae and I almost lost a little piece of our friendship over this issue. I have yeah. to say, because. I have. I think we've shared before. I have an uncanny knack of guessing things. It's it's actually rather um, frustrating to the people around me. I think because <laughs> I can walk through. You sit me down in front of any episode of sort of anything, and I can tell you who did it, why they did it, and within the first like seven minutes of of anything. And so I can actually sort of tease apart things very early on and get a really good sense of what's going to happen later in a story, in a storyline. And and very little... That's so irritating. What's that? It's not the talent itself that's so irritating. <laughs> it's more the uh, smug confidence. <laughs> nice. It's, it's rare. It is exceptionally rare that I am wrong, actually. Um, and I don't know why or how. My mom can do it, too, most of the time. And um, it's just sort of how my brain works. And so I knew, I've known since probably episode three, that Grant Ward is uh, is not to be trusted. Maybe even before that, I knew. And it took Jeanette by surprise. And um, she was... I little... wanted him and Sky to be together so badly. She oh was my God. heartbroken. I got, I got that he had issues and that, you know, he had walls up around him and blah, blah, blah. But I I really liked their relationship. I was rooting for them all the way. Yeah, but this this clearly, clearly is not the show where people get, like, <clears throat> the happy ending as far as relationships go. Because, all right, let's take my favorite, um, my favorite couple of, of all of Agents of Shield, and that's Fitz and Simmons. Oh, they're I so love cute. them. Yeah, so well, <clears throat> but you absolutely know from the get go that they are destined to never, ever, ever be together. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true, and they might have like a one night thing. I'm sure they will. You know, but <laughs> do you know something? <laughs> Yes, I, do. Uh, I, I, I don't think I even know that. We're, we're not up to that yet. And did you watch season three already? No, no. What happens? I don't remember any of that stuff happening in season two. And so we'll get there. The very, very last episode, like the very last five seconds of an episode. So oh, then, okay, I get. You. I, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. And so I get. I understand. Yeah, that. That they're, this is the place where people, this is their jobs, not their happy endings. You know, Castle, Nathan Fillion's Castle might get his happy ending. I don't know. I haven't gotten that far either. Um. No, no, but okay, okay. Can I just interrupt for a second? Yeah. 
So, yes, in Castle, they drag it out for, what, five seasons before they both realize that they're madly in love with each other, and let's try this out, and yes, there's going to be relationship bumps going forward, but okay, we're going to make this, this series work, even though we brought the main characters together, which was the whole entire purpose of the first five seasons. You know going into shows like this that, yes, there's going to be romantic interests and romantic entanglements, and half of the drama is that romance. Yeah. Sure. But at the same time, these writers are jerks. Okay, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) So, to be fair, you are a writer and often abuse your readers in a similar way. Uh, no, no, I have never done anything like this. I, I wouldn't. Ah, okay. I, I am an absolute jerk to my characters until the end. Right. But... There is no but, happy ending in this story. You know... And I'm not there yet, so but, I can't... But you know, this is where I'll disagree with you, Jeanette, because we're not, we're not at the end. You know Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is making it all the way through 2020. Because that that pirate mouse has got his pockets so deep in into ABC. In fact, they own ABC that they can write their own ticket, and I think they will because they want the show to continue to produce, you know, positive buzz for the MCU to keep butts in seats every summer. So you know they're going to use that as a vehicle, and there's so much more to tell in the in the sky. Um, in the Sky Grant Ward space, that you can now do so with without the um, without the messiness of you know team fraternization. Now, since now, since we're they all are. <laughs> <laughs> I watched this show just for the plot now. In the beginning, I watched it for everything. I'm done. All I do is watch it for the plot now. That's it. I hear you. <clears throat> but, I mean, you never know, though. Like, some things might wind up, like, you know, being being different and or cool and or whatever. Well, and I actually read this article wondering whether, uh, whether Grant Ward was going to be, like, Angel since obviously Joss Whedon was involved in both and everything, and he, like, complicated love angles to a ridiculous degree. And how, you know, Angel and Buffy is good, well, he starts out bad, and then he's good, and then he gets turned bad again, and then he becomes good, and then disappears altogether, and then comes back for, like, what, the last five episodes of the last season? Right. So, yes, the writers could be that twisted and insane. I'm not not ruling that out at all. Remember... Buffy was written by Joss Whedon. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we were just talking about that. You missed it. Uh-huh. Well, they could totally pull that. They could. But, again, I was I was heavily, and now, just for the record, I was not just invested in Grant Ward because he's hot. Although he is. He totally is. I'm sorry. I disagree with Danae. I don't think he looks like a douche face. I think he's he is a douche face! <laughs> I just think he's hot. However, I was just as, as invested in all of them. And I know, I know that I'm making us jump all around outside of the first, um, the first 11 episodes, but I've been waiting to get this off my chest for a very long time. No, it's cool. I apologize. But when, um, and I don't remember exactly what episode it is, but you think that the, you think that the traitor is actually someone else on the team, 
and I was devastated. I was so exceptionally devastated and like almost started crying right then and there. So well, again, I mean, the show just got me very, very interested in all of all the main characters' stories and wanting them to succeed and do well and well as a team and and then they destroyed that. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know, Lo. I mean, you know what? Hey, do we want to make a call here and say the heck with it? <laughs> I'm okay with that, mean? obviously. Do we want to just say the heck with it and just start, like, talking whatever season one we want? I'm not... I'm not caught up. Okay. All right, all right. So... All right. Well, no, that... I, I just feel as if for the first three... Well, for the first 17 episodes until the very end of the 17th episode... They did a great job of of um, drawing me in emotionally. Yeah. Well, and you know what? I think it started like literally episode five, because they started the they started the first real story arc that had a thread. You know, you got okay. So episodes one, two, three, and four introduced the team. They introduced Sky's dynamic with the team. They introduced that that whole is Sky really with us or not kind of thing, and they played around with that for a little bit. They pretty much put that to bed as, all right, yeah, she's going to always be down with S.H.I.E.L.D. no matter what by the end of, season, by the end of episode four. Mm-hmm. Now, in episode five, you're, you meet Reyna, which is a, he, she's a, she's a huge character, has, like, tons of, of weight um, in the entire series all the way up through season two. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you, you see the organization and Project Centipede and, and you know, like, and how all that start, st- stuff starts going, and, like, they're they're starting to get into, the, like, the, you know, the weird supernatural aspects of what's going on with what, what S.H.I.E.L.D. actually does, <clears throat> or at least looks into. And then you wind up finding, you know, they start doing, like, the, the deeper threads. Because this is about where Thor, um, Thor, the, the Dark World, started its promo run. Oh, interesting! I didn't know that. So, you know, this was in late late November, um, and the movie came out. I think it came out in November two thousand thirteen. Um, Thor: The Dark the uh, the Dark World came out then. So they did their promo run, and you wind up seeing. Um, I don't know if you wind up seeing Lady Sif, Sif Sylph in one of those episodes, but. You start seeing like Asgardian gear show up, and oh, Lord, you're right. They got the episode where people started going crazy because they had the that Berserker staff or whatever, um, and they started showing um, all the cool, you know, Marvel movie moments in a very you know small screen way to to tie that all in, all the while threading the fact that oh wait please remember. There's something with Coulson. There's something with Coulson. There's something with Coulson. Uh, and at the end of every episode, they, they, they drive that home as, you know, that's your teaser for the next episode. It's like, what is going on? What is going on? And then you wind up finding out, um, you know, like towards towards the end of that, you know, the end of the arc is episode 11, where, um, where you wind up, um, where you wind up finding out that the the clairvoyant you know the the people that were running Project Centipede that by then started getting a little smacked up by the Shield team 
they're really after an answer that lies inside of Coulson um, and start to draw it out and you wind up finding out that you know part of that truth involves the fact that the reason why Coulson's alive is because you know the some of the, some of these alien visitors are you know kind of helping him out in the background um, so they perform some really unethical um, medical procedures on him yes yeah you know to the point where you know like that's a crazy moment to see like you know this character that's always been you know like um, you know not really happy go lucky but he's he's been kind of like the the snarky comic relief of the entire MCU this this, this Agent Coulson character um, and then you find out like you know yeah he's brought back to life and that's really cool and it's because um you know and it's because um wow um no nick fury yeah it's it's because fury has like such a deep respect for him he's like you know i can't bear the 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 thought of this loss you know like i have to have this guy back um you know that he that he makes a call that you know in the circumstance, I don't know if, you know, if he realized, you know, how, how deeply affecting, you know, that, that could be for, for, uh, you know, for Coulson, you know, and then you wind up seeing in the flashback, you know, he's the, the machines that are like literally like rewriting his memory at will, you know, and all he's saying on, like, he's awake for the procedure and all he's saying is, please kill me, yep. please let me die, please just let me die. It's really rather miserable. Yeah, that's a crazy. Yeah. That's a, yeah, crazy a crazy way moment. to, you know, and that's a crazy way to like enter the break. You have mm-hmm. like to see this huge revelation about this character. It's, oh man, Coulson yeah. got really messed up. Like he has some serious. <laughs> ooh, bless you. Bless you. Yeah, you know, that's some serious. You know, that's some serious like, damaging things. Mm-hmm. And you start thinking like, oh wow, he leads this team that like brings all these people into danger all the time. Like what happens? Like you know, is is something gonna go wrong? Is something gonna be like right? You know, like. Is he just going to go nuts one day or whatever? And, you know. Well, you know. and that, I was rather surprised that that revelation came out um, in such a, a relatively early episode. <clears throat> I thought they were going to drag that out so much longer. And honestly, I thought they could have. To me, it felt a little bit surprisingly rushed. Right. Um, but ultimately, they did a heck of a lot more with that particular storyline. Right. Right, right. Well, you wound up but finding out. But they're setting it up for something else. So, uh, again, I haven't seen the second half of the uh, the season. I'm on episode 12. And okay. So, my my magic juju says that there the reason we get full disclosure at episode 11 is because it comes into play later in terms of him wanting to save somebody from his team. And I'm guessing it's Sky. I'm just sort of thrown that out there but yeah you're disgusting <laughs> 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 yeah just wait until you find out there's some more curveballs are being thrown your way uh so. that involve that which which is which i think is another part of the reason why you wind up finding out so early because you know the back half of the season is 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 a really kind of nice thread you know of all the stuff you saw in the pre in the, in the previous half um you know really starting to get fleshed out and then some of it winds up starting to get turned on its own head um and i think like you know i i know we will have that that disagreement conversation in our next episode jeanette but i mean but i i swear i swear that that is like those moments that happen post 
episode 11 are literally the reason that I continue to watch Ages of S.H.I.E.L.D. to this very day because I'm waiting for them to do something like that again because it was I've never seen anything like so well put together in a in a in a campy like sci-fi primetime television show ever and I've watched a whole bunch that are considered really good or sometimes even like you know like super awesome um but most of the most of those stories wind up going down a particular path and a a fan can kind of tell where it's going and then you just wait for the payoff to know that you're right and it's awesome you know in this in this instance part of that happened and you get the payoff and you're like oh cool that's great i know you know it's that's great to be right because i'm a fan and then all of a sudden you just get sucker punched with the crazy crazy other stuff that winds up happening to like characters you had no idea that were were gonna were gonna be the way that they were gonna be um and i'm not even talking about the big the the big reveal and you're like yeah douche face and you know and it's just like wow you know like well done you know because you you just don't see that kind of stuff um there's a reason why you don't see that kind of stuff because it's mean (laughs) and it makes fans hate them (laughs) or just Jeanette (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) but you know but I think you know all in all though the, the back half of the first part of the season in my opinion saved the show from itself for me sure you know like because by the time they hit that thing where, you know, you get to episode five, it's like, you know what? Let's tell you a story and almost have it complete with obvious loose ends that need to get tied up because it is only the halfway point in the season. But let's tell you a story and keep you hooked and then end with something that's not necessarily earth-shattering but so compelling that you must come back to watch the, the back half of the season. And that's exactly the way I felt after watching that that, that back half. So surprised that... The watching the front half of the season, I was not expecting that at all. I was expecting to get to four, five, six, seven episodes in and go, all right, well, I'll turn it off. There's really nothing to do. But unless there's, you know, unless there's a threaded story or I, I noticed that in this particular episode, some cool movie character moment's going to happen, that might be the only reason I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. from now on. You know, but then they really did kick it into high gear and, and, start telling some really cool stories and to be honest i'm i'm waiting on watching some of the the early stuff because i know season three is already it's on it's on its way it's like six episodes in or five episodes in or something like that on the new season and i'm almost waiting for the the mid-season break um to go binge watch it all on abc.com because to be honest that's the way i watch that show i don't want i don't want to watch and then have to wait a whole seven days for another episode to come by um, I want to kind of experience it all at once. To see who else gets maimed, tortured, and killed? <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> Precisely. Okay, okay, oh, but, but if, I can, if I can just switch the topic for a second sure. back to the first uh, 11 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So you mentioned, you know, it could have been ho-hum and everything, but speaking of that, what did you think of Raina as a villain? The girl in the flower dress. Um, I thought her character was pretty cool. I've seen another show where there's a character that's just like her Mm -hmm. um i can't place it 
for the life of me, but I I know for a fact I've seen that character archetype before on a TV show, um, and I kind of dig I kind of dug that character and in turn dug Brena, um, just as much, um, because it's it's that like it's that cunning, that you know that you know, like really sneakiness that you you want to wind up almost rooting for her to find out like what kind of like crazy trick she's gonna pull to get herself out of seemingly impossible situations yeah but i thought like her devotion to the clairvoyant was like weird and creepy that's a little yeah that was a little creepy i, I could have dealt without that but well and i i have to say like if she was a real life villain i think i would have found her a lot creepier but portrayed in fiction i kind of found her boring like the way she spoke and the way she walked and the way she was so, you know, enamored with the clairvoyant. I kind of got bored of her really quickly. I was like, okay, moving on. Yawn. Gotcha. I, I was not impressed with her. Yeah. In fact, uh, those were her parts and she sneaks into random episodes after episode five, I guess it is. Mm-hmm. Um, she sneaks in little weird spots or, you know, the end, and five minutes or something where they're like oh Raina's still in the picture right right and I I if anything was going to make me stop watching the show at that point it honestly would have been Raina oh really yeah huh yeah I found her very uncompelling huh that's interesting I I sort of felt neutral about her I didn't care one way or another for her I did I just liked the way she treated people and how she like had a total and complete disregard for human life, but... Well, and obviously you're supposed to feel that way. Right, but other than that, I could have taken her or left her. But I agree, like, she was sort of flat in many ways. She talked too darn slowly. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that. (laughs) We could have sped up the episode a little if she had just had a normal speaking voice. But she was supposed to be like thoughtful and contemplative in all the wrong evil ways. Yeah, I and I know that's what they were going for. I just and maybe if I had read a story about her, I would have found her more um, intimidating. But again, I just uh, it for me it did not it didn't come across well on screen. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I still. I mean, <clears throat> I guess I kind of got it, but um, but I can see. I can see where some of some of her stuff was a little flat. Some some of those scenes, you know, when I was when I was watching her on screen, some of those some of those uh, moments wind up being like, all right, well, you know, could you could you hurry it up with your with your crazy drama about, you know, loving the clairvoyant or whatever. <clears throat> hey, pups. What, you wanna talk about Agents of the Shield? Huh? <laughs> Pippin agrees with me. That's Pippin, right. Pippin I guess does agree. Yep. No, he's annoyed because we're not laying somewhere comfy. Oh, uh, he wants to lay on us. Yeah. It's like you guys have been talking for way too long. Get on the couch. Let's snuggle. That's right. We're getting bullied. <laughs> Pippin, it's not all about you, baby. I'm sorry. 
That's right. Sometimes we gotta talk about cool stuff. <laughs> That's right. So, but um, <clears throat> but anyway, I mean, <clears throat> I think we pretty much covered most of that stuff, and because the next thing I think the conversation is gonna go into is, you know, uh, us talking about the 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 not not at all slow run but race for the the end of the end of the season because as soon as you come back from break episodes was it 12 through what 20 something 22 22 you know like those that whole arc is literally a giant sprint to the marvel movie season um and um douche face and you know well multiple douche faces appear um in those episodes uh one played by one of my one of my favorite movie actors of all time and uh bill paxton was, yeah really love that's that dude he's he's awesome twister he eh. yeah twister's great eh. well, he was really good in uh big love yes he was really good in big love too he rather like um oh gosh who plays tony stark uh robert Downey jr thank you yes they're they're character actors and bill paxton almost always plays such um um irritating individual like a a smug know-it-all that there's a word i could use and i'm just not (laughs) it's not douche face Sure, we'll go with that. That's sure. not the word I'm thinking of, but sure. Dick. <laughs> That'll work. Nice. Douche canoe. <laughs> Douche canoe. How about that's, that one? That's you a, like that one? That is a thing <laughs> that just got said on this podcast. Douche canoe. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Awesome. So, anyway, well, I guess we'll... We'll wait to talk about douche faces and douche canoes <laughs> until next time, so you can get to watch the uh, the twelve the twelve episode run of Doom, well ten episode run of Doom. I hear Jeanette really freak out. You think you guys have heard it now? You haven't, believe me. Oh my goodness! I think it's eleven episodes, by the way. Oh, uh, it might be. Eleven and eleven is twenty-two, baby. All right, fair yeah. enough. So. In some universes, and others not so much. Yeah. Oh, I have another prediction. You guys are going to tell me if I'm right or wrong. All right. You mean we'll tell you if you're obnoxious or not? Yeah. <laughs> so you know the lady, the the lady with the glasses that took over when uh when um Coulson was incapacitated. She yeah. Was manning the hunt for. You're, I, talking, you're talking about the lady with the, like the red streaks in her hair. Yeah. 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 Her. Yeah. yeah. She totally bites it. (laughs) If I were the kind of girl who swore a lot... (laughs) Would you call me a douche canoe? I wouldn't. It would be more gender specific. Nice. (laughs) Pippin agrees with me. (laughs) Yeah, Pippin, you think that's what's going to happen? You already Maybe. saw the episode, so I don't even want to hear your mouth. <laughs> Maybe we should put a ban on Danae's predictions. <laughs> <laughs> no more predictions? 
just so that Danae and I can remain really close friends. <laughs> uh, all right. So so maybe we'll put maybe we'll put a mandate that um, no. Um... <laughs> what Pippin? <laughs> what? Oh, oh what? Hey, touch your mouth. Sit down. Sit. Pippin! Sit down. Oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. The dog just loves to be on the show. Because you're a brat. He is a brat. Um, Man, anyway. I'm just told, I mean... I am I am rather irritated with Danae sometimes with the with this ability of hers, but obviously go on make whatever predictions. It's my you want. it's my yeah. superpower. It is well, your superpower. I, and I will say, it's a superpower, if not yeah. for your your smugness while exhibiting said superpower. No, no using your superpower though. On the on the post episode six before we see episode seven cast. It's not allowed to happen. What do you mean? Pivot. Hush. Hush your mouth. Stop. Um, so, when we get to um, talking about things that ruled my childhood, oh. and we get to the end of episode six, otherwise known as Return of the Jedi, and we start talking about post-movie things, and what you may or may not see in... Um, in episode seven, then that will be the time where <laughs> I don't want to hear any predictions. So uh, if you both are predict putting on prediction pans, no, 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 I did not. I lifted it. I said I was being ridiculous. I acknowledge it, but perhaps, perhaps we can just make a request to Jerry Agents of Shield that you smiled a little less while you were making your predictions. <laughs> <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll work on that. You mean my smugness is irritating? A brown bag over your head or something. <laughs> I could do that. A balaclava. <laughs> Stop. Sure. Go lay down. Stop being a butt. Go lay down, Wiggles. <laughs> lay down. <laughs> well, stop mouthing off. Oh goodness! What is your puppet problem? He's being a little. He's being a douche canoe. <laughs> he's being a douche canoe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll do a douche canoe, dog. What are you gonna do about it? Look at his face. He's so hurt. He's like, don't call me a douche canoe. <laughs> All right. Touch your mouth. Go lay down. Yes. Lay down. Oh. I've had enough out of you. Oh, clearly our dog does great listening. Yes. <laughs> and on that note, perhaps it's time to end, because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear him anymore. Yes. He is being really loud. Silly, silly, silly man. Anyway, um... So, any any parting thoughts, other than your continually clairvoyant predictions of the end of season one, uh, Agents of Shield? Um, no, we're good. Okay, so she's ready to she's ready to take that in. I might actually watch another couple couple of those episodes over as she's doing her run, because uh, 
that's it's pretty much other spoiler alert for the front and back half of season two the next 11 episodes are probably my favorite episodes of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of all time. So. Uh. It's pretty, it's pretty Jeanette, good stuff. Jeanette. It's pretty good stuff. Jeanette is upset. <laughs> Jeanette will continue. No, no, the truth, the truth is, is that at this point, Jeanette's over it. Jeanette doesn't care. They've destroyed her dreams. They've shattered her hopes. And she's moved on. Oh. Oh, I, I, that is not the tone of somebody who has moved on. That's the tone of somebody who's throwing a temper tantrum. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Still, I'm still disgusted with the writers, but whatever. Uh, I really was absolutely broken hearted for uh, several days, if not like a decent week or two. Oh, douche face? About the not being together anymore. Whatever. He's a douche face. But yeah. he was still part of the team. Yeah. And the team still was hurting after what happened. Yeah. They were devastated. And I hated that. Okay, there we go. I'm done. They'll go. be fine. <laughs> so, alright. So we'll figure out what happens next time <laughs> on uh, episode 14 of Sharp Angles. We haven't alluded to it so many which ways at this point. Exactly, exactly. We'll talk but about tune in next time, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on and listen in anyway as we talk about some more. Um, <laughs> Agents of Shield. And you can um, count how many times I use the word douche face in an episode and let us know. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Game. That's you it. You could also do shots. I can't, but you can. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so you could do all those things. You could uh, follow us on Twitter at Sharp Angles, at Sharp Angles BIC. Um, you can email us. At um, at uh, <clears throat> sharp angles at baconicecreamer.com. You couldn't remember the email address, which is silly. Um, you can also do things like not have robots call you when you do things like, um, say, call area code 949 342 5242 or area code 949 dial BIC because thanks for robots calling me all week on the oh Google God. Voice number. Let's get some humans actually calling me on the Google Voice number and be like, yo, I want to listen to Sharp Angles and you guys talked about douche canoes. So what's up with that? Um, even right in and talk about other things. Like, you know, you know, like what, whatever. Whatever you guys want to, whatever you guys want to talk about. Um, and, uh, you know, look for some more stuff to hit the feeds. Um, you know, possibly look for some more feeds. You know, new more news about that later. Um, Jim and... Gas still has not told me a one and aware for that. Uh, yeah, what's up with that? Well, actually, I might see Jim Gas tomorrow. Oh well. At the Black Horse. You can. So let I him can. Know. I can formally throw the gauntlet. You can. Mano a mano, and then we can talk about that next episode. See what's going on. Well, Jim Gast is too scared to meet me at the Black Horse to have this discussion. I understand. Yeah. So there is that. There you go. There is that. So I don't think he's too scared, though. He uh, just. I'm not sure. I believe he you. Might be, he might be too, I don't know, too gym-like. <laughs> if you were going to say busy, I was going to kick you. <laughs> I had to edit it. Because I'm pretty busy. I'm still yeah. throwing the gauntlet. There you go. So anyway, um, we'll uh, we'll see you guys next time on uh, the next episode of Sharp Angles.
with Nutella, and I'm Rich. I'm Janae. And I'm Jeanette. All right. And we'll see you next time, guys. Later. Take, take it easy. Bye, my pickers. <laughs> I was going to play that again. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 13. Episode, holy crap, that's loud. <laughs> what, the, what the hell is happening? <laughs>